0: 20 minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back everybody to the Pack a Day podcast, Wildcard Saturday. And there is no Packers game. But fortunately, that does not mean they did not make the playoffs. They are on a bye. I am Jason Perrone of Cheesehead TV and, of course, the Pack-A-Day Podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Mark, Happy New Year. Happy
1: New Year to you, Jason. And you know what? This is one of my favorite wild-card weekends
0: because, Abs-
1: because <laughs> the Packers aren't playing.
0: <laughs> no you stress. Know? Stress-free.
1: Exactly. I, like, I think I, I joked with you, uh, we were texting during the week, and I said... Man, I don't know. If the, after that game against the Lions, I said, "I, I don't know if they need to buy." But I damn sure did.
0: My
1: goodness, the last month was 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 taxing.
0: Yeah, that that game that game set us all back a lot. I think, and it wasn't so much that it was the Lions because anything can happen in a divisional game. Is the fact that of what well, was on road, the line
1: road divisional game?
0: Well, but the Lions, you know, through the years they've always been spoilers for the Packers. But it was what was on the line.
1: Yes. You know what? If All right, let me go off. I know people don't we, – we, we have a lot to talk about, but people like little stories sometimes, right? And you sure, sure. Story. I love them. So, yeah. so I'm – I, you know, I have to watch the game for for Packer Report, obviously, because I write immediately after the game, but the game wasn't televised locally here. It was not a lot of places. Now, you probably did, – did you get it locally?
0: I had it locally here in Phoenix, Shepard. Yeah,
1: most yeah. of the country did, but the Panthers I'm, – I'm in South Carolina. The Panthers – were one of, they were playing the Saints, which was kind of an important game to the Packers too a little bit because had the Panthers upset the Saints, it wouldn't have mattered. But um, so that was the local game. So I have to go to this little bar that I go to whenever, and they really treat me great there. They, I have my own, t- like my, they give me a table with a t- the Packers game right in front of my table. Nobody generally bothers me. It's great. I love the people at it's brisket and North Myrtle Beach. I love them. But um, I'm there, and there's a there's a woman, an older woman. Even for me to say older, she must be old, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's a lions fan from Detroit, and she comes every week sometimes she has a couple people with her. But normally, I don't even pay attention to her. she don't like I said, nobody bothers me. well, this week, obviously she's watching the same TV i v I'm watching, so she's like, oh yeah, you're- pa- uh you don't you don't have anything to worry about. you're gonna kill us. I'm like, well, first of all, it's not me, I'm just gonna him just here watching, but I'm worried. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, your Packers are going to kill the Lions. I'm like, road game, division game? No, I'm not. So now the Lions are winning, and she's like, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to blow this game. We're not. Finally, I had to like yell, I'm worried, all right? Leave me alone. I'm worried. <laughs> Stop telling me not to worry. Stop. Right. And I was worried right till Mason Crosby kicks that field goal. And guess I, what? That field goal was kind of shaky going up.
0: Yes, it was. And and I don't know in all of your years covering football if you've ever seen a team beat the same team twice in a season while never leading during regulation.
1: Never saw it. I don't, I'm not sure it's ever happened before. Not twice. I've seen it happen once, but not not twice to the same you know same team. Same no. I've never
0: seen it. No, well, you might have to go explain to Donovan McNabb that that's possible. He <laughs> might not know the rule. Well, he knows that.
1: Well, he 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 learned that he learned the overtime rule. I don't know if he knows that.
0: Well, so like we said, no Packers game this weekend. Stress free for Green Bay. They're on a bye week. They did have a couple light practices this week, Thursday and Friday, and so no big news came out of that. They were basically walkthroughs. But the one thing that did come out of it that was very good for news for Packers fans and for the team was Raven Green was back on the practice field. Now he hasn't been activated yet, but he's been designated for return, which means. He's ready to go, and it's just a matter of when they pull the trigger on it. I don't know about you, I, I would assume Mark it was a sight for sore eyes for you.
1: Oh, you know he's one of my one of my favorite players. I'm, I actually follow James Madison football. I am probably the only one of the few people listening, or you know, my, my daughter went to James Madison, so I am a big James Madison fan. Um, so I watched Raven Green at James Madison. He, actually, I think he's the same year as my daughter too. Um, so yeah, I've I, I liked, I loved him. I was loved him when the Packers signed him. I, I liked him last year uh, when I, when we were doing this. He was one of my sleepers to make the team. He did. I, I looked like I knew what I was talking about for once. Um, but, no, I'm a big – and I thought, I thought he played – I thought before he got hurt, he was really playing well for them in that hybrid linebacker kind of nickel spot. Um, now, he's been out a long time. There's got to be a lot of rust. But it's, it's always – you know, it's always good to get a good player back. And they had the roster spot available because for unknown reasons, they kind of released – tony brown last week
0: yeah that was weird that was odd and i don't know what all the scoop is behind that i have to believe that there was something more than on the field or injury related on that but that's all speculation but raven green i don't know man he's a smart player he's an undrafted guy so obviously he's not a first round talent but he he could be one of those x factors that steps in at the end of the season and now you got him and campbell that you can rotate in and out and sullivan and sullivan channy sullivan yeah and chan sullivan actually made a couple big plays Against the Lions, so the Packers oh, are getting make, that well,
1: kid. That kid's made plays all year for him. That was a wonderful pick up, for, yeah.
0: off, off of nowhere, you know. Well, I think about you know not to not to get too far ahead of myself here, but I'm just going to use as, as an example of you know obviously when you go deep in the playoffs, and if you think about the Packers in 2010 and what they did, there were there were every single guy on the roster contributed. I mean, J- Jared Bush had an interception in the Super Bowl, Bush, yeah. so you have to get guys to play well, above their think- heads.
1: <laughs> Green made the big hit on Roethlisberger that caused the inter- but Butler's interception that he brought back for a touchdown. Not yep. Butler, I got Butler on my mind. Hall of Fame,
0: Nick Collins, Howard Green. So it was like the pickups, the signings. Everybody had to contribute. Everybody had to elevate their play. Maybe they thought Tony Brown, like, look, this guy can't elevate his play. We need, we need this roster spot. I mean, obviously, do you want Tony Brown or Raven Green on the field? It's Raven Green.
1: Well, I, I, I think I'm um, again. There's something we we, we may not know. I'm going to take a speculation here that they knew they were going to activate Raven Green, right? And and when they looked at the route, who were we going to cut, they decided they were going to cut Tony Brown. They cut him a week early, and it worked out for him. The Bengals picked him up. So they might have it, it might have been like, let's do the kid a favor by cutting him now, and somebody might pick it. Because if, if they didn't cut him now, now it's offseason. Teams, you know, who knows what, what might happen for him. But he did get picked up, and, and he was claimed – by the first team that could claim him the Bengals so obviously you know he, he people feel he belongs in the league and good for him I, I hope I like to see him go to the Bengals and you know play well for them
0: why not well that, one one reason why this this in 20 it's okay but not in 21 because they play the Packers okay <laughs> But I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's fine. And it, you know, kudos to Tony Brown. He did okay. He had had a couple of nice moments over the two years he was with the team. Yeah. He well, also was
1: you know, the penalties on special teams that bothered me. But other than that, he he wasn't. He's not. A, he was, again nice undrafted kid that made and made the most of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Raven Green's back in the fold. That's that'll be a matter of time. And I would have to assume that he's going to be ready to play next week when the Packers host whoever it is that they get. We'll get to the. We're gonna we're gonna touch on the Saturday games because our Sunday crew is gonna touch on the Sunday games. So we'll be talking about the AFC games. But before we get to that, a couple a little bit more Packers news it came out on Friday that there were no first team all pros on the Green Bay Packers. And I think the biggest name missing, obviously Mark, we talked about it before the show, was Zadarius Smith.
1: Yeah, I mean and again I I'm not a big fan of the of these these voting, these all pro teams, Pro Bowl squads, all that because I used to have a vote. I actually had a vote for more than a couple years. And I actually put time into it. I, I know I, I researched, I called people. I don't think a lot of guys do that. I, and and they really should or they shouldn't have a vote. Um, but, I mean, how can you... He didn't make anything, right?
0: No, he didn't get voted for it to anything. So, Chandler Jones and TJ Watt were your first team All-Pros. And then your second team was Shaq Barrett and Cam Jordan.
1: Yeah, I mean, taking nothing away from any of those four guys. All very good football players. But... I don't think all four of them are better than. Then I'll, I'll say all. I don't think all four of them had a better year than than Z- Zedarius Smith. That's, that's all, uh, I mean, if you watch them play, if you watch what he meant to that defense, and let's be honest, the Packers, the Packers defense was their best unit this season. Yeah, There's no doubt yeah. about it. Especially down the stretch when they needed the wins. Come on, the Bears get the Viking game, the Bear game, the Lions game. The defense won all three of those games for them.
0: Well, think about this. He had three and a half sacks against Minnesota, and I get the voting has to encompass the entire season, right? So he has a huge, impactful game against the Vikings, and maybe that was one of the big reasons why the Vikings' offense was such trash yeah. that you know last week. And then he has, you know, he gets a hand on David Blau, slows him down for a half a second, and then Blake Martinez comes in, cleans it up for the sack. I mean, he makes an impactful play almost every, every game, every
1: game, and and teams are going out of their way. He's making other guys better because teams are focusing on. They're putting a back in. They're keeping a back in to chip him or a tight end in to chip him. Where they're putting two guys. I mean, when the offensive coordinator is, is, is working all week be, before they play the Packers, that's the guy they're talking about in the meetings. That's the one. They're not. Listen, I'm sure they're worried about well, Kenny Clark too. Kenny Clark had a great year also. Mm-hmm. But um, they, you know, Preston Smith is good and, and other guys are, you know, but they're talking most of the, the verbal. Dialogue in the other team's meeting rooms is about Zadarius Smith. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. That's that's the guy that they're worried about. And and guess what? Even in spite of all that, he still had a monster year.
0: Well, if it's going to piss him off that he didn't get any All-Pro, then let's have him take it out on these yeah. next two games.
1: Exactly. I hope there's two games.
0: Three, <laughs> three
1: games. Let's go to three games.
0: Let's three go. games. <laughs> right. So the only the only Packer that received a vote of any kind was David Bakhtiari, made the second team All-Pro, and you and I talked about it. He didn't have necessarily a great season this year, but it's that whole factor of, you know, he didn't maybe get it last year. So he, or, or did he make the, did he make all pro last year, but not the pro bowl? Yeah, I think so. And so it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's almost like, remember back in the day when you used to go to the ball game and you, and you would get at baseball games and you would get like the punch out ballot for the all-star yes. Yes. and you're, and you're like a kid and you'd go through it. What are you going to pick? You're going to pick the names that you know. And I think that's like you said, a lot of guys do that. I think Zach Cruz on, from Packers Wire posted on Twitter on Friday and said that there was a vote that was cast for all pro for Frank Clark as a defensive tackle. And I'm just, you know, you had a vote before and I'm just curious. Like, so do, you, do you literally, can you just literally write in the, the player's name and the position, whether you get it right or wrong, or is there no like governor on is, who you're voting for?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I thought there was, I thought, <laughs> I thought when I handed mine in, if I made a glaring mistake like that, it would either get sent back to me or corrected or
0: something, but you know, fortunately, I never did anything like that, so I wouldn't know. I mean, I'd be like
1: voting Aaron Rodgers as a wide receiver,
0: right? Well, and I'm sure there's got to be some kind of a, you know, w- but when you're like, okay, well, if you're on the defensive line, you're in a defense that's a three-four, and sometimes you stand up, sometimes your hands in the ground. Like, you know, Zedarius Smith could have gotten some votes for a d- as a defensive end. I don't know. I mean, right. but that's that's the All-Pro, and I think the All-Pro and. and there, it's funny. There's a lot of chatter going on Twitter. You know, this came out earlier today. There's a lot of chatter going on Twitter about All Pro and the voting, and some of these voters are getting outed for how they voted. And, you know, I guess I guess, uh, you know, Richard Sherman's John back and forth with Florio, and, and Florio's threatening to take him to court over something. I don't know, like slander or something. I don't know, some kind of drama there. But t- it's interesting to hear you say that because we always wonder how seriously do these guys – who gets the vote and how seriously do they take it? And so to you –
1: Again, again, I think this could have changed over. I've been out now for what three years, but um, I know when I was voting, this was and this was like, you know, um, mid, you know, most of the 2000s, say 2000 to 2010, or so. It was the way it was then. It's AP team, okay? It's the AP uh, All Pro team. So the writer, every there's an Associated Press has a writer in every city. Well he have he would have a vote um I don't know if he picked one or I don't know if there's two votes per city or three I'm sorry I told you two off the air, off the podcast it might now that, now that I think about it, it might have been there might be three three votes per city um anyway, so the AP guy he he votes and he picks two guys that he trusts the most to to also vote and you know I' was flattered that the, whether it was Rob Rob Motti was the guy in Philly. Um, that asked me to vote along with him. Uh, before that, it was a guy named uh, Ralph Bernstein who also asked me to vote. Um, but like I said, I I took it as a, a major responsibility. I thought it was, like I said, I was flattered that I was that I was asked, and um, I put a lot of work into it. I would call Bob McGann in Green Bay and say, hey, who do you th- or what Packers do you think? I'm, I'm thinking about voting for Z- Zedaria Smith. What do you think? Oh, yeah, he had a great year. I'm looking at his numbers. They seem pretty good, but it wasn't fake. When, or sometimes it, you'd call a guy and say, Hey, you know, nah, you know what? His numbers look good, but you really, yeah, eh, no, he's not better than So, Oh, okay, great, thanks. You know, so I would at least make calls and look. You know, I wouldn't just do it off the top of my head like in in five minutes. Like like you said, I wasn't like the kid at the at the game poking out my my ballot. You know, I put some time into it. Right. And you would hope, and you would hope. And I and I know some other guys did. I know other guys did because they would call me about and ask me about Eagle players. So I know some guys. I wasn't the only one that took it serious. Other guys did did take it serious, you know, but well, they should. Well, they should because, well, yeah.
0: yeah, but you know, well, yeah, but here's the thing, Mark is, you need to, and I'm preaching right now, and I sound like you know, old man River here, getting getting down on everybody, but you have to take it seriously because the reality is, is that a lot of these players get paid if they yes. do or don't make that that get that vote, right.
1: Oh, you're right. There's a, a lot of them have it in their clauses. They get a bonus of whatever, or you know, which isn't good. But I don't think that's a good thing because you know, that could lead to hey, vote for
0: me. Well, that was I, what I, you know. <laughs> I think that I think that's what Richard Sherman and Florio were jawing back and forth about was that Sherman was was, you know, and he's kind of, you know, he gets a little mouthy sometimes. Oh, you know, the man. one thing I'll say, the one thing I'll say about Richard Sherman and this is not a Niners or a, you know, a Niners podcast, but he did his own contract and got a lot of flack for it. And he bet on himself and he did get a yep. second team all pro vote. And I think he did make some money because of it. So he did okay in that sense. And I do, I can't appreciate a competitor, you know, betting on himself and coming through and actually making it, cause, you know, he had a, he had a pretty decent season. He's just not a, he's not a whole lot of fun to listen to. If you're not a, if you're not a fan of his team, you know,
1: no, but he's, you know, like you said, I, I respect him. I do. I, uh, yeah you're right if he's not on your he's the kind of guy you want if he's on your team he's one of your favorite players right and if he's not you you kind of you don't want to listen to him sometimes like you said but i uh, know i i give him i give him a lot of credit
0: so that's the all pro piece of it all but the only thing that matters really is is what the smith's going to do for the packers over these next couple of weeks and hopefully at least one game hopefully i'll tell
1: you what games. let me tell you this so the Packers had one second-team offensive lineman, and they went th- and they won thirteen games. Matt Lafleur did a hell of a job, didn't
0: he? Yep. There you go. He,
1: he should be of the year then, right?
0: Great point. Which won't happen because you know there's all kinds of other stories that are apparently better than his. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, how, I don't know how that's going to shake out, but we'll find out in a couple weeks.
1: How many? How many Forty Nineers made it? Made All Pro.
0: Uh I don't have the list in front of me right, so. but I would imagine that there were a few. Okay, and I'm sure a, bunch of, a lot of Ravens made it. The Packers were the only I think they were the only team that didn't have were they the only team that or only playoff team that didn't have a first uh, team all pro.
1: Then Matt laford has got to be coach of the year. Yeah. If the same guys that vote for that
0: vote for the coach of the year,
1: how do you not I mean you're 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 telling me that none of their players are very good. Right? They're not they good. They won enough.
0: 13 games. Yeah.
1: And they win 13 games, have a bye, so they're the second seed in the NFC. And the coach got to be the greatest. He's got to be the best coach. Yeah. To, to win 13 games without any great players, what the hell?
0: Well, you're a diligent voter and you do your research, but if some of these other voters you know, go about it the way they went about the all-pro voting, then I, I don't expect Matt LaFleur to even get a look.
1: No, they're all going to vote for Shannon. Right.
0: <laughs> Which is okay. You okay know. He had,
1: he did a great job too. Well, he,
0: he, did, he did he did do a great job, but when his team gets beat at home in the NFC championship game, it's gonna be uh <laughs> actually they might get beat in the divisional round and we won't have to worry I about the NFC championship we gotta, game. We can
1: get into that later, but that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm hoping Seattle can will we'll win the rubber match.
0: So rubber match. that was I mean, you know, the 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 NFC games are on Sunday, which is not on our slate today, but that's yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun game to watch, but in, in former Packer news, former head coach Mike McCarthy. So he interviewed with the Giants this week. He's already interviewed a couple times with the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure you grabbed a beer with him while he was out there, Mark. So <laughs>
1: well, That's three hours away. I'm not that close. Yeah,
0: right. So, uh, you know, the, you got a couple of, of openings in the NFL right now. You've got the Cleveland opening, which is a little messy, but the Cleveland opening. You've got the Dallas Cowboys. We know Jason Garrett's not going to be back. You've got the Giants and the Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera's in Washington. He's going to take over the Redskins. So of these openings, not that McCarthy's interviewed for or expressed interest in all of them, but where do you think he fits best?
1: I think well, I think Carolina is a good fit. I really do. Um keeping keeping in mind, my my thing with Mike McCarthy is that in his tenure in Green Bay, and it was a good tenure. It really was. I mean, it didn't end it didn't end well, but I think it just most, most all Tom Landry's didn't end well in Dallas, you know, but you can't take anything away from what he did prior to that. Andy Reed didn't end well in Philly. And I think we've, I think you and I've talked about this, but this, this before, to me, Mike McCarthy and Andy Reed are kind of the same. Their, their careers are so similar in that, you know, they did, they had great success with their, with their team. Mike actually did, did better than Andy because Mike won a Super Bowl. Andy got to the Super Bowl and lost. Mike got there and won. Uh, Mike went to four NFC championship games, is that correct? Yep. Andy went to five, so we'll give Andy one more NFC, one one more championship game, but, but Mike won a Super Bowl, Andy didn't, so I got to give Mike, put him a little ahead of there, but toward the end it just got stale. The players just stopped listening to what they were saying. They were, they were saying the same things over and over. Players got tired of it their staffs were different. You know, Andy lost some people off his staff and didn't really, the guys he replaced them with weren't as good. I think you can you say the same thing about Mike. Um, I mean, it's very, it's eerily, eerily similar. Now Andy got a job right away in Kansas city and has done a good job. I think Mike, wherever he lands, I think he'll do a good job. I really do. Um, if I'm him and I have my choice, I'm taking Carolina. Cause I think that team has some talent. Um, and anyway, when I started to say it first, the two things that Mike did that he deserves a lot of credit for is he kind of fixed Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. You know, Favre was kind of looking not so good under Sherman at the at the end of the Mike Sherman era, and McCarthy kind of fixed him, got him back on track, and they went to the NFC Championship game, and then he developed Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think Cam Newton needs to be fixed. Cam Newton is still a, a to me a great talent. But there's something wrong there. I mean, it, part of it's injury, part of it's his head, maybe. I don't know. But he needs to be fixed, and I think Mike McCarthy can, of all the available coaches that are out there, I think he could. I think he'd be a good, a good head coach for Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, so, and I'd it. say I would tell him the same thing. I'd say Carolina or New York, because you got if if it's the Giants, Daniel Jones, second year young quarterback, you can get in there and work with him a little bit. Both. But but in the Carolina situation, I think you win either way because either it's either what you said you get a chance to help fix Cam Newton and turn him around. Or if they're going to move on from Cam Newton for some reason, then you're going to get your own quarterback in there somehow. And you're going to get a young guy to work with.
1: No. And yeah. And he, and he has that team. I mean, I, I, I see them a lot obviously. And it's two years in a row now where they got out of the gate and you thought, Hey, this is a pretty good team. And then they just something and they just fell apart and they went and it snowballed. And well, this year, once they fired Ron and, um, it was just a mess. I mean, they didn't. They lost like what? The Packers beat them, and they didn't win another game. Yep. Um. Yeah, that just I don't know. Just kind of it just kind of snowballed on them. But there's, I mean, they you know if you can fix Cam, you got a great running back. You got decent receivers. You might want to fix the offensive line a little bit, but you could you could do that in a draft. They have some talent on on defense. Um, it's I mean they're not that's not a team. I don't think that team the Giants I think need a lot of work. I mean. They that that's a team that defense is awful. They don't. I mean, they don't have two good players on 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 defense. Um, the offensive line isn't very good. Uh, the quarterback, I'm not, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. I don't know. He turns all. I mean, he can be. I guess you can develop him. I I, guess, I mean, anybody can be developed. But I, yeah, I mean, if 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 I'm Mike McCarthy and both teams offer me the job, I'm taking Carolina.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, we'll see. A, I mean, we'll too, see. Right? But the Cleveland one thing,
1: too, right?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, so in Cleveland, right now, I don't know if Mike McCarthy wants; they might want him. I don't know if he wants Cleveland. So you've got you've got Freddie Kitchens that was fired, and and then your you know our guy John Dorsey gets let go as a general manager. Well, he kind of showed himself the door by making that head coaching decision. But you, like you said beforehand, and I heard it as well, there were a lot of people that were upset that John Dorsey didn't get the GM spot in Green Bay over Brian Gutekunst. Yeah,
1: well, how'd that work out? Maybe we could trust Mark. You know, you know who's gotten a, who's gotten ripped a lot too. And I praised him in a, in my last column for a Packer Report. Mister Murphy deserves a lot of apologies from Packer fans. Mm-hmm. He did a, you know, everybody's ripping him for some reason. Nobody likes him. I don't know why. But he hired a pretty good GM. And he hired a pretty good head, head coach. He didn't. He didn't go with the norm. Everybody wanted oh, Dorsey. 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 Well, guess what? Dorsey put it put together a disaster in Cleveland okay a disaster that team has way more talent than a lot of teams that they're they're more talented than the tennessee titans i mean what, what what they put on paper they had a number one pick quarterback they went out and traded for beckham they they got uh, olivia vernon from the giants they got
0: kareem hunt kareem
1: yeah they went out and put together an all-star what they thought was an all-star team
0: landry yeah, they have they have a they have a ton of and plus you got and you got Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they yeah. just they they didn't get they didn't get out of them what they needed to and nope. and and, was
1: a, and it was a terrible hire. Freddie Kitchen was a terrible. You know, if I'm McCarthy, I don't I don't even want yeah. They should have hired him last year, right? And Then maybe they wouldn't have been a disaster this year.
0: Yeah, and I don't Freddie I don't know, I don't know what the I don't necessarily know what the deal is there. But not only that, but you know when you're talking about Mark Murphy, but. It it could have been uh, John Dorsey as as the GM hiring Josh McDaniels the head coach,
1: or Freddie Kitchens, <laughs> or Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. So oh.
0: obviously if, not a obviously not Murphy a
1: deserves uh, deserves for all everybody that ripped them and called them names and everything else. You know what cracks me up? People, oh let the football people do it. Murphy, you're getting. Mark Murphy was an All Pro football player. You know. Yep. He's a football guy. He he. I mean, how many? How many? Jeffrey Lurie's not a football guy. Daniel Snyder's not a football guy. They did They never put a helmet on in their life. Why? Where have he played at all pro level for the Washington Redskins? Right. He is a football guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he played. I mean, you know, and he just for some reason he's just with a certain faction of Packers fans he's not a likable guy. But listen, give him credit because the Packers are hosting oh. a game. If they win, they're back in the NFC Championship game three years later with a first-year head coach that got them 13 wins, and you got a GM who, you know, put him, put himself on the line and signed a couple of free agents to try to make a difference. And, and drafted they, it
1: well and signed some un- unheralded free agents that have done well.
0: And they like did. It. Well, so, perfect segue. <laughs> unheralded. To me, unheralded is somebody who maybe doesn't get as much credit or accolades or whether it's valid or not. So we got some other good news this week. We've got a former Packer, a Packer Hall of Famer, who is a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist in Leroy Butler. And damn, is it about time. You want to talk about having a vote, Mark. I wish you had a vote for this. Me too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I, I would definitely. If, if I was casting a ballot for a Hall of Fame, I never – that's one thing. I, I voted for a lot of things. I've never been a Hall of Fame voter. Um, but, again, I think – I hope the guys – take. I hope people that vote there – Um. Realize how great a player Leroy Butler was. Well, it's
0: going to be tough because you got John Lynch and Troy Polamalu on the same ballot. Those are both safeties. Yeah, well, well let me tell you this:
1: Troy Polamalu was great. I, I would vote for
0: both of them. But John Lynch, Leroy Leroy Butler was not even
1: in my in my opinion not even close.
0: No, he, no, he wasn't.
1: I mean John good player, don't get me wrong.
0: John Lynch was on a good John Lynch was a John Lynch was a good player that was on an, an absolutely elite team for one season two seasons.
1: Yeah. No, good player. Nothing taking nothing away from him. Long's on the ballot, but you can't vote for John Lynch over Leroy. You just can't. Not, yeah. and, and you could argue that all day. But I, that's why I would vote for both of them. I think they both belong.
0: Well, I'll tell you what my theory is as to why it took this long. It's very simple, Mark. Go ahead. That's because this year is a leap year.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a great line. I wish I thought it at first. It truly
0: okay. is it truly is a leap year. So they you had to wait they to say, had to wait till the leap year to, to
1: put them in, right? This is the year to put them in.
0: Yeah, they had to wait till the leap year to get leap 36 in there. So um congrats to Leroy Butler cuz I'll tell you uh, growing up and watching Packers football, I caught the very tail end of the crappy 80s. And I didn't have to wait very long for the team to get better, and Favre came along, and Leroy Butler was one of the biggest reasons why. He he was with some of those bad teams in the early 90s when he got drafted, and he stayed on and became one of the centerpieces of, of those defenses, and it was awesome to see a homegrown talent that they drafted and brought in turn into that. And he also, obviously, overcame a lot of obstacles growing up because, you know, he he had, you know, he had issues walking and, and all that kind of stuff. And to be an all-pro player like that and, and to be considered for the Hall of Fame, and he's probably going to get in eventually. I mean, that's yeah. – the story writes itself.
1: We know what, too? And like you said, what, what took so long. And like also, safeties for some reason – and I've written I – wrote, I wrote about this a few times about Brian Dawkins, who finally did get in last year. And maybe that broke the ice because it was hard for some reason – it was hard for a safety to get into the Hall of Fame. There weren't many at all mm-hmm. and that's why I thought you know Dawkins not going to get in it's, it's going to be tougher, tougher I wrote this after Dawkins re- retired that you know, everybody, you know everybody in Philly thought he was oh he's, a whole, he's the greatest player ever and and you know and I'm glad he got in I'm really glad Brian Dawkins got in but so maybe maybe just that position now maybe Dawkins like I said broke the ice and I think Palomalo and, and Leroy
0: should be in um, when's Wednesday read up Reed's in. He got in last year. He got in this year. Oh, or he got, got in in 2019.
1: That's right. So the safety... Okay. That's right. So now it's becoming... It's the uh, Yeah, he's getting it. He's but getting I'll
0: tell it. you this right now. Dawkins was good, but if Dawkins... I mean, Ed Reed should have gotten in before all of them.
1: Well, you have to wait.
0: Well, I know you have to wait, but I'm just saying if we're talking... About, if we're going strictly based on who's most deserving, and you've got another guy who converted from corner to safety who's going to go in on his, on his first ballot, which is Charles Woodson, whenever he's eligible... But yeah, he's a corner though. He's a corner, corner slash safety. I mean, he's you know what Charles Woodson's Charles, ID. no, you know what Charles Woodson should go. I mean, and it doesn't even matter because football players don't go in with a right. specific team. But what what they should put on Charles Woodson's plaque, if they put the position, is they shouldn't put a position. They should literally just write football player because the yeah. guy was an all around football. He's been special teams, safety, corner. Like the guy did everything.
1: Yeah, no, he was great. He was and. That was a great – talk about, you know, free good free agent signing.
0: Well, Leroy Butler, you know, that's oh. – and, and I have to say it's one of the special things for me was the first Packers game I ever went to and attended was uh, in the year 2000. Packers didn't do anything special that season, but I got to watch the Packers up close. I was in like the seventh or eighth row at Sun Devil Stadium watching them beat the hell out of the Cardinals – and it was Favre and Leroy Butler and Gilbert Brown and a lot of the guys that were still on the team from the 96 squad that was special for me to, you know to watch my team win and be that close to the field I was on the Packers side and to watch Leroy Butler and get a chance to see those guys up close like that's that's something I'll always remember about that game it was it was it was awesome it was very special for that reason but I, it's it's long overdue obviously Leroy Butler May or may not get into the Hall of Fame, but he's a finalist, and I have to say that 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 opens up the door, kind of starts the ball rolling, and then hopefully, you know, he gets a chance to get in because there have been some guys that got to the finalist level, but then in the few years after that, they didn't, they didn't. So who knows? I mean, you know, you never know how this, the voting's going to go. But
1: this, looking at again, I I looked at the ballot, I didn't study it real hard, but I looked at it. He's got a chance. I mean, it's not a it's not a spectacular. Like there's nobody. got to think now, who was it? But there's not like a bunch of great quarterbacks on this one. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like some automatics. So I think he should. I really. I mean, I looked at it. I tried to be as objective as I could. I'm, I think he gets in.
0: I hope so. I mean, selfishly, obviously, we want him to get in. Right. As Packers fans. So.
1: But I mean, uh, even besides that, I mean, he, you know. I think he belongs. I mean, I, him and Palamallo were were the first two. I would they, they would be my 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 first two. And there's a couple other guys that are on there too. I I don't have it in in, in front of me right now, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, again, there's more than number. I mean, his numbers are good, but like you said, he kind of he gave that Packer defense a presence back then. You know what I'm saying? He was like the reason. I mean. He, got, he was there he, he was there for the turnaround when they went from awful to playoff team to Super Bowl champ, you know? Um, well,
0: I mean, listen, Reggie White was a legend. He was, he was okay. great, and they had a lot of really great players. But Leroy Butler was the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, and he was there longer than Reggie and, and before Reggie. Way um, longer. He was a heritage member of that defense. So out, of, out of all the guys that were there, because they brought in Sean Jones, free agent. Koontz came in after that. Brian Williams after that. You know, Doug Evans, free agent. Um, you know, or uh, Eugene Robinson, our free agent. Mm-hmm. Doug Evans came in after that. Newsom came in after that. All of those guys were great. Santana, dots they were all great. Ryan but Simmons, L- Wait. Brian Wait.
1: Williams, Wayne Simmons.
0: All those yeah. guys, yeah. Leroy Leroy had but, been there. He'd been there the longest.
1: But none of them, are, I mean, you know, none of them, I'm not going to lie, none of them belong in the Hall of Fame. Reggie's in, obviously. Reggie's the greatest player I've ever covered, but... Um, Butler but is he's the next yeah he's got he he belongs in he
0: belongs in so cheers cheers to leap thirty six so turning it's our leap year is perfect so turning our attention to wild card Saturday we have two AFC games here so lucky you and I we get to cover we get to talk about two AFC matchups so the first one and this is interesting Houston's going to host the Buffalo Bills the Bills being back in the playoffs is always kind of a, a very noteworthy thing because they have only been twice in the last thirty years and the last time two. Well, two years ago, they two years ago they yep. they they got in a loss, but Houston always seems to play in this early Saturday slot. Yes, they do. And it's they a formula. Mean. Now, it's a formula. I'm not saying they they pick it. You know, it's a formula. But I'm just looking. So, Houston is one, two, three, four, five. So this is the sixth time since 2011 that they've been in the in the um, in the playoffs. And they've been in the wild card every single time. So they they won it in twenty eleven, won it in twenty twelve, their wild card game. Then they lost in the divisional. Then right. they lost in the wild card to the Chiefs thirty to nothing in twenty fifteen. They beat the Raiders back in twenty sixteen. Last, yeah. uh, last year they lost to the Colts twenty one to seven, and this year they're this year they're playing the Bills. Here's the deal. Go the bill the the Texans are only favored by two and a half. You get three points for being at home. So to me, that means Vegas thinks this game's coming down to the yep. wire.
1: Yep. I do too. It should be a good game. Both Bills the Bills play defense now. They're not going to score a lot on you, but they play defense. Yeah. Um Sean McDermott's a guy I consider I can where, and I knew him when he was a kid when he first started working for the Eagles. Um I consider I mean we got along pretty well. Um he's done a great I mean you took it the Bills when we make He's been there three years. They've made the playoffs two two of his three years.
0: They only lost when they lost to Jacksonville. On the last play,
1: the gamers, wasn't it, or yeah, it was to only it was. Back. I mean, it was a they were they they went toe to toe with Jacksonville,
0: ten to three.
1: Yeah, like I said, they don't they don't score a lot, but they don't give up a lot either.
0: Well, here's the other thing, Mark. Buffalo lost their last two games. Now in week sixteen, it was week seventeen. They were resting guys. They didn't care, but they finished ten and six. They could have been twelve and four. If they if they win those last two games somehow, well,
1: if they win the if they beat New England,
0: yeah, they're the division they champs. Tried,
1: they would have tried to beat the Jets. They wouldn't have rested everybody against the Jets, so they probably would have beat the Jets. Right? And then it's
0: and then it's maybe it's flip flop because then it's then you got a twelve and four Bills team and you got at best eleven and five Patriots and they're the wild card.
1: Right? They would the Bills would have bye. Imagine that. Um, I kind of I hate this. I mean, I I don't I'm not rooting for either team. I don't. I guess I'm I'm no, I'm rooting for the Bills because I like Sean. Um, and I have other some other friends in, the, in their organization, so I'm from a personal standpoint. I'm kind of rooting for the Bills, but in in close games, playoff games when it's a close game, I kind of tend toward what the quarter whatever yep. quarterback I think yep. is better, and I think Deshaun Watson's better than Josh Allen.
0: Well, Josh Allen uh, definitely silenced a lot of a lot of um, haters. I mean, I don't know if the doubters are quiet yet, but the haters have to be a little bit quiet. Well, he's, yeah,
1: he's not terrible.
0: Right, he's not terrible at all, but he's. He's not, I think, I I mean, I think Deshaun Watson, and I think Watson's going to play well, and I think Houston's going to come away with the with the win in the game. I don't I don't think Buffalo's going to pull off the upset. But if there's one reason maybe Packers fans might want that to happen, in addition, it's because old friend Micah Hyde is on the on the Buffalo yep. Bills. He's going to get another crack at. You know, it's it's no secret that you know the the Bills finally make the playoffs for the second time in three seasons, and Micah Hyde's been with them the whole time. I mean, he's he's a guy yep. a lot of lot of us wish was still in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, you know, and and, and, I, and I see it online. I see you know on social media, Packer fans always always you know ripping Ted for letting Micah Hyde go. But you know, at the time, we thought HaHa Clinton Dix was going to be a very good safety, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you still had Morgan Bur- Burnett, who was you know, this is three years ago. He was still playing well. He wasn't getting old He wasn't quite old yet. He wasn't getting hurt and everything. So there really was no room for Mike. I mean, you couldn't pay him enough. The Bills, gave him, the Bills gave Micah Hyde a lot of money as a free agent to be their starting safety. The Packers looked at him as a nickel guy, really. He was their fifth guy. So they really, I mean, it was hard to keep him. Yep, yep. You know, I mean, I, it's funny. I i actually did a story about Micah Hyde. Um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before for NFL uh, NFL.com for the player site. And um, I joked with him. I said, so you are in Green Bay for whatever many years, Five years, I guess, uh, four or five years, and you became a free agent. I said, and you signed with Buffalo. I said, so Green Bay wasn't cold enough. You you, you had to find yeah, it. right. <laughs> what, what was the deal? And he laughed. It was like he says. He goes, you know, you're not going to believe this. He says, but when I became a free agent, and I realized I wasn't going back to Green Bay. I told my agent, find me somewhere warm. I want to you go. Know, I played it. I played. I've had my college ball at Iowa. It was cold. I played in Green Bay. It was cold. Find me no, find me a Florida team or, or somewhere, a California team. And and he's like, all right. And then my agent calls me back and says, well, oh, Micah, I got good news and bad news. He says, the good news is I got a team that's dying for you, and they made you a great offer. The bad news is it's Buffalo. <laughs> and he says, oh, well, I guess I'm going to keep my winter coat, he said. <laughs> gonna, yeah. You know. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, Green Bay and Buffalo, you, you don't get much colder in both of those places, do you?
0: No, and there's some parallels there. You got a, you know, hearty fan base. They know how to tailgate. You know, they're passionate. But so. McDermott
1: really loved them. I mean, McDermott took over, and that was the guy he targeted. He wanted so, and he and and Sean played safety. He was a safety in college, yep. so he he knows
0: the position. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, don't bet against him. It's Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien can screw anything up. So
1: <laughs> you know, not a Bill O'Brien fan. Huh?
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not, not a Bill O'Brien fan. I don't really care. That's the nice thing about Saturday is that, you know, we don't have to care about it's the AFC. So it's literally going to be just kind of, I hope it's fun games that go back and forth. There's a, a ton of drama because I'm not the one that has to deal with it.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So on the other side of things, you've got the New England Patriots playing on wildcard weekend literally for the first time in 10 years. The last time they hosted a game this weekend was in 2009 and they got their butts kicked by the Baltimore Ravens and the – uh, in the yeah the 2009 playoffs, they hosted Baltimore and they got they got beat on the same day. It was that was the early game on the Sunday, and then the Packers and Cardinals played the you know game heard around the world later that afternoon uh, in 2000 early 2010, following the 2009 season. So you have got the Patriots hosting the Tennessee Titans, and they are coached by former Patriot and friend of Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel.
1: That's interesting.
0: So like the Bills. The last time Tennessee was in the playoffs was in uh, following 2017. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs 22-21 oh. in the wildcard round and then they went on to lose to the Patriots in the divisional round. So, it's here's the deal, Mark. Everyone wants to see the upset. The Tennessee Titans certainly could do it. Derrick Henry's running all over everybody. The, the Titans look good. The Patriots have kind of limped into the playoffs. Lost to the Dolphins in Week 17 at home. But, it's Bill Belichick, and he's got a lot of pride, and you know he's going to do everything within his power to try to win this game. I don't know if I'm, I'm not—I don't know if I'm betting against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at home in a no. game that where their their pride is on the line.
1: No, yeah, you, you'd be silly. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's the upset this week. Take the Titans and the points. Take the... No, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to bet on the Patriots, but I'm damn sure not going to bet against. Like I said, I don't bet against Brady and Belichick in big games. I just don't.
0: The spread, the spread's five and a half. So to me, yeah. that to me that means you know Tennessee is going to have to you know New England's going to have to make some mistakes if Tennessee is going to walk away with a win on the road. Right.
1: I mean, and again, maybe this is the end. I don't know. I mean, maybe this. I mean, that the Patriot dynasty has to end eventually. Maybe this is it. I, but again, I'm not going to. When it ends, I'll say it's over. What a great thing it was. But I'm not. I'm not going to bet on it ending. That's all. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not going to do that. Um, and again like I said when in playoff games I look to the quarterbacks and I know Ryan Tannehill's played out of his mind the
0: last two months or whatever since he's been in he's still Ryan Tannehill and that's still Tom Brady and this is where you gotta remind the box score guy to just kind of shut up because you get box score guy that says oh or stats guy who says well Ryan Tannehill's actually playing better than Tom Brady because and they'll give you every metric in the world as to why but It comes down to what you just said. It's very simple. Uh, It's Ryan Tannehill versus Tom Brady, and I get that Tom Brady's aging and he's older and he can't do what he used to do and all, all that kind of stuff. And you know, we've heard a ton of that in Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still Tom Brady. It's still Bill Belichick. You don't until you see it with your own two eyes. It ain't over. Put it this way: if if Tennessee's up by
1: three or four, whatever it is and there's two minutes to go, and the Patriots get the ball, I'm I'm kind of confident that Brady's going to take him down for the score. Yeah. If New England's up three or four or whatever, two minutes to go, and the Titans get the ball, I'm not so sure Tannehill's going to take it. I'm waiting for
0: Tannehill to make a mistake, the or the, or the Patriots it? to come up with another timely turnover like they always I'm do.
1: So, yeah, I'm so saying. I, so – yeah and again i might we might be wrong tennessee might beat up there maybe they're maybe this is it maybe tennessee's ready to become a, a good team and the patriots are ready to fall off the cliff but i'm i'll have to see it to believe it
0: exactly exactly so the games come up later today everybody enjoy those along with the nfc slate on sunday Oh,
1: we There are two former Packers on the Patriots.
0: There are. That's oh, that's right. You got Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence Guy. That was a long time ago. Lawrence yeah. Guy, who's become a pretty good player, by the way. Reggie Gilbert's with the Tennessee Titans. We can't forget that.
1: The Packers just traded. They have the Titans' seventh round pick for him. I think. Yeah.
0: There you go. Shoot. And then our our old friend, our old 2011 left starting left tackle Marshall Newhouse, is on the Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots
1: maybe starting, but. That kinda of scares me a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, they got they still made the playoffs with Marshall Newhouse yeah. at left tackle, so they somehow made it through. But that's that's it's you know, that's the the best part about this whole thing is we can watch stress free, figure out when when the uh the next opponent's gonna be in mark. I'm gonna go out on a limb right now and I'm gonna say that you and I are gonna be talking about a game two weeks from now. It's gonna be the NFC championship game. The only thing we don't know is if it's a home game or an away game and if the Packers are gonna be taking on the 49ers – or hosting insert team. I hope you're right. That's that's all I'm going to say. I hope you're right. This was a long one, man. We had a lot. We had, we ended up, we didn't think we were going to have a lot to talk about. We actually ended up going like way over.
1: Yeah, I know we did. We gotta. You're, you're gonna have
0: to edit it. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I'm not editing any of this. Your stories, no way. I want all these sound bites for later, so I can, you know, plan for plan for the kid when he grows up a little bit and say, hey, I, I did, I did, uh, I was a regular podcast partner with the great Mark Eckel. <laughs> uh, well, I'm flattered. So no game this week, but you know, as always, when we end things off here, even though they don't play this weekend, the last thing and the only thing to do, the only thing left to do is. Go Pack Go. We'll talk to you next time.